Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. And we are here. Endless Honeymoon Podcast once again. We're drinking canned wine. Things are getting crazy. Uh, the couple that we have here, we're very excited to have them. They're already holding hands. So this might this be the first. This might be the sweetest episode that we've ever had. <laughs> Natasha and I, we don't even we don't even touch anymore. No, we do. But joining us today in the studio, it's Paula Pell and Janine Brito. Thank you for being here. Thank you for Thanks having for us. Having us, Janine, guys. I know. I know from. From, from the from Bay Area, the Bay the area. area. I, 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 I saw her as a just a neophyte, just mm-hmm. a just a, a small child, just a little she, embryo, a, zygote. a little comedy zygote. That's right. <laughs> and thank God, you know, we stomped out choice in the San Francisco open mic scene, and, and she and she made it to full term. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. I got incubated in Oakland for my little preemie incubation. That's and then, right. And then I graduated. All the older comedians would come around and sort of give her formula and stuff like that. <laughs> and but pull out telling, a teat. I've been telling everyone how funny Paula was in wine country who would talk to me. After oh, yeah. I saw it, I thought it was so funny. Yeah, Thank you were you. great. So so Thank you very much. Great to have you guys here. That was real fun. That was a real trip we went on, so it was fun to reenact it because it was pretty much Oh, it much came a from real, a real trip. It was a real trip we went on, yeah. Oh, wow. That is a real trip. I can't wait to start writing movies in places I want a vacation. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I worked on, um, I worked, did Punch Up on Zoolander 2. And, in uh, Rome. And it was just <laughs> like, oh, my <laughs> God. Yes, please. My friend was in Rome recently talking to a comedian and was like, all the, all the whole Italian film industry was talking about that film like, oh, they just wanted to come to Rome. Like people were flying oh. out their families <laughs> and they were flying I first went, class back and forth. I went three times that I had never been to Italy. And one time I went for like three weeks. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Oh. Janine, do you want to write a movie that takes place in a senior dog sanctuary? Yes, please. So our In house... Italy? Wait, wait. <laughs> Can't you? I mean, it could be on a hillside somewhere. We're just supposed to sex it up in some way. We were just, I met we were in a great locale, a senior dog center in Tuscany or something like that. That seems like the order of business. Who's the woman in Venice? Is it, um, is it Guggenheim? Who's the woman who has all those dog, um, she has all those dog, uh, her, that she's died at the funeral? What? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Natasha's first time podcasting. It's kind of cool for old rich lady who has all her dog's graves like lined up in venice remember when she has a museum there oh, my God. oh i don't know i don't i remember I, there, yeah, there i want to know her she was, only oh. has lasa opsas <gasps> is it is it peggy guggenheim well, i think it's peggy guggenheim that's made up it's not no peggy i took a I think wait so. how are you gonna call no, it there's peggy? A peggy guggenheim i think uh well should we look it up can we do a little editing there though no I- we're not that's all going straight <laughs> in <laughs>
So now you got okay. So you're each individually. She carried all fifteen of her Lhasa opsas in. <laughs> so we're not going to drop it. Okay, sorry. No, no, no. Let's no, I going. need anyway, to know this. Do you guys have how many dogs do you have? Because we're dog people, so Holy. I always fantasize about going to Europe specifically with my dogs. Yes. That to me means you've made it. Oh, we have. Do you want to tell? Well, <laughs> we have. This might lot. endanger us from getting arrested we're, in the Los Angeles. Oh, you have an illegal dogs. amount of dogs. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh Whoa. hell yeah. Wait, what do you mean hell yeah? You mean oh, way above like, the legal limit? Hell yeah, double hell yeah. <laughs> Wait, you have double the legal limit? I don't know. I I have a faint recollection. I think I buried it so that I could claim innocent, like dumb innocence. You're if we did ever are, get arrested, but we have. Five dogs and three cats. We have eight Whoa. animals. Well, but, I think you're allowed four dogs. Oh, I thought it was like three. Isn't there a cat-dog compounding like a com- law? Combination. Well, to be fair, though, we live in an 892-square-foot <laughs> house. Are, so, you, are, are you guys... You live in a mansion. We live in a... <laughs> we, li- <laughs> we decided... To, to buy a tiny to buy a house, and I was renting a very bigger house, and then we bought, <laughs> we a, bought a smaller low, low house because that's what we wanted to pay. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So you and then have a we teeny... found another dog a month later. So After now we, we have in. five so, dogs. So you had and three four, cats. three cats. We had you four a... and three cats, and then we found a fifth dog in the street the month after we moved into our little house. We were eating dinner on a Friday night about a month after we bought the house, and we already were about to lose our minds in the little <laughs> teeny house with all the dogs. Yeah, and I looked up and I saw like a white fluff. Scutter across the street, along along traffic on yeah, on, on fountain. fountain. And I w- looked at Paula and I said, "There's an unaccompanied dog outside." And she was like, "Go." We went into and lesbian went. mode, and <laughs> I pulled out my radio. <laughs> We've got an unchipped, wait, uh, so unfixed. Do do lesbians poodle mix have radios? We have Is radios. That, that's part of it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it we have dog dispatch our, radios. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have, to and do I did it. a deep squat. <laughs> And then I, I asked for bread from the server, left all our stuff there, we my purse. We ordered a bunch of food, and we were like, just box all of it. But when I found my dog, Mayor Cutie, I took a... I didn't oh, know if I was going to... Mayor Cutie! Mayor Cutie. Has an IMDb page if you want to look I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> that dog's name is Mayor Cutie. She that is the cutest it. thing. Oh, oh that's the wait, cutest. But so when we found her, she... Uh, she Wait, what was I just going to say? I, I don't know. <laughs> Something about Peggy Guggenheim, oh, I think. No. When we found her, I went to get her groomed, and the guy goes, I don't know if I'm going to keep her. He goes, oh, they find you, honey. And oh. then I was like, oh, they I have do to fi- have her. They do find So you had to have yeah. that fluff. And just to add a little spiritual element, um, I had just sold my house from my previous life in the Hudson Valley in New York, and it was like a real heartbreaker. And I was out in the yard as I was leaving, and I was literally crying at the base of a tree because I had buried all the ashes of all my pets over the years. And I thought I would just always live there to the end of my life. And I was crying, and I apologized to the the ashes of my animals and one of my human friends that I've left them there and sold this house. And then the next week is when we found Gary. Oh, and then also, Aww. unbeknownst to Paula, while she was out weeping at the tree, she had another set of, because I was helping her pack up all her stuff, and I was sitting, I don't know if it was at the same time, but at some point in that weekend, I sat in front of all the other ashes that she had left over and spoke out loud and introduced myself to all She introduced other. herself to she all said, my hey, past guys, pets' so, ashes. So that's how you. fucking and, tender Janine Brito so is. That is sweet. Now, did you introduce yourself to the human remains? <laughs> <laughs> I or think I did because they were all there you were like, in the uh, same place. Bitch, were you dating Paula like, or just a friend? <laughs> <laughs> it'd be kind of funny to like because I will fight dis- you. It'd be kind of funny to like cold shoulder human remains and just say, "I'm not talking to you right now. Also, I'm talking it to the like dog." Paula has more in common with Peggy Guggenheim than we thought. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's why you're wanting to know who this is. Yeah, it's funny, Janine. When you got here, you were like, "You guys said, oh, well, we have, we want to, we have kind of just an hour to work with." And then you got here, and your reasoning was that you wanted to get home to your dogs. And I was thinking to myself, like, okay, like kind of cut the cord a little bit. And then now I'm hearing the story, in fact, of your living situation. Yeah. How many? 
In fact, you have to get home before your craftsman has been consumed <laughs> right. by yes. these animals. Right. And because most of them are seniors, all but one are seniors. Oh. So they physically cannot hold in the Every time we wake up in the morning, we know that they didn't eat us in the middle of the night because <laughs> <laughs> they could all they just could decide to eat us. us. We have senior dogs life. too. It's, it gets depressing, doesn't it? My dog's having seizures. Her dog has. Mayor Cutie is on a lot oh. of medication. We have a lot. We have no. uh, a chihuahua with very, very enlarged old heart testicles that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> no but his pee pee is always up. He's, he's got a penis he's murmur a, he's got a severe <laughs> penis murmur um, but we have we have a beagle basset that just got neurosurgery and got a tumor taken out of his spine oh so you don't he's, play he's had six six weeks of bed rest try yeah. to do bed rest on a beagle basset i think i just figured out why you bought the smaller house <laughs> <laughs> Your your dog brain surgery budget is out of control this year. So, do you guys like? You guys seem like you get along really well. Do you have a core issue? Well, like- wait before I want to know because I, wait before we, I want to know that. But I want to know because I don't know because I know Janine, but I, I don't know you that well. Yeah. I know your work, but how did you find each other? What was because you guys are all lovey dovey online and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't know the story. What's your? How do you guys find each other? It is which version you want to know? <laughs> um, Just kidding. No, we, I'll, I'll start yeah. and you chime in. We, she was basically like a friend on Twitter. It was that weird thing where you just kind of know someone from seeing their face on Twitter. And I had gotten divorced from my uh, wife of 17 years and moved out to LA. Buried her under that tree next to <laughs> yes. the, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm glad Just kidding, Dee, if you're listening to this. Um, no, uh. And I came out here sort of with the feeling of I'm going to go to L.A. I lived out in the country in New York. I didn't even live in the city anymore. And I was almost always working out here instead of there. So I was like, I need to come out here. And and my best friend lived out here. And, and so I just decided, you know, oh, I have younger gay friends out here. I'm going to come out and meet somebody and they, they still go out and it's going to be all good. And then I got here and the realization of being like in my early fifties, cause I'm 56 and you know, was super fucking depressing. And I lived in West Hollywood. And so, uh, I went through a series of three years of really, really terrible depression. And after my divorce and I had a lot of people, um, trying to fix me up and they would call me and be like there's this person just hear me out because anytime anyone tried to send me on a date it was a disaster hear me out is a bad it was, it's uh-huh. a bad Absolutely. bad rejoinder yes. isn't it hear me out <laughs> and so i was really really uh really done with that because anytime i did it it was just really weird and depressing because i would go out on dates and then the person, it was like, oh, no, they want to go out with you. And then I'd go out with them, and they wouldn't act like they were on a date at all. Mm. And then I would be like, do they want to just be my friend? Is this a... Not that I wanted to, like, completely, you know, make out the first date. But I just wanted to feel like I was on a date a little bit. And I hated dating so much and always did. And anyone I was ever with, it was either through work or through, you know, just friends or whatever. You just wanted somebody that the possibility of rescuing multiple stray dogs exactly. was there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I just wanted to know that they would be amenable to that. And so I I went out with this person a couple times and it was one of those feelings of like, what is this? I don't, you know, and it was making me more and more depressed and more and more. And then I got so crazy that I called my pet sitter and I said, I'm, I need to go away tonight. I'm going to go and get an Airbnb in Joshua Tree. And I got weed and, and, uh, booze i brought wine and weed and all my self-help books and oh, my crystals my crystals and everything i made like a giant backpack i said i, I gotta get out it. of time it sounded like a suicide no trip, no it did until you st- when you stopped before pills i was happy in yeah. the story no I it was pills. Yeah. no no pills <laughs> yeah so i i went and then i will have her tell you the rest of it Oh, and then i was uh meanwhile really, meanwhile meanwhile um I was a part of a a sketch team at UCB and we were doing this like really big retreat to just bond as a team and get some writing done. Kind of a group suicide thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh (laughs) And um, (laughs) something happened that week where Trump did something and I tweeted like, I'm going to find an Airbnb to fuck off forever was the gist of the tweet. 
And then I, I got think a it was DM. the original Muslim band. I think, I think it was the very was, yeah. original first like attempt. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? You know. Yeah. And then I got a DM from Paula, and she was like, "Oh, this made me laugh because I just did that. I got an Airbnb in Joshua Tree, and when I read the DM, I was in a car on my way to Joshua Tree." And you guys had already retreat. previously DM'd? No, no, but we had met in person. We met she was one at time at a stand-up that show doing. that my friend was hosting, and she was in. Yeah. And it was one of those Twitter faces where you go, oh, we know each yeah. other. And we've never been in a room together, but somehow we feel comfortable with each other. Now, but we, we, I thought she was in her 20s because she is she Cuban and young. Icelandic, yes. and she looks like she's... Ageless beauty. And she is in her... I'm in my 30s. Later 30s. Oh, damn. Yeah. I thought you were going to say 40s. I thought you were going to say teens. And I like I didn't know <laughs> where we were going with this. Wait, that's... So, wait, so I did wait. a deep dive to see on Google, like... Is this appropriate? If yeah. this is appropriate. And then I was like, you know what? 20 years, every guy in Hollywood does yeah, 20 years or, or oh, more. Yeah. And wait, so I was like, I'm not going to worry about it. Did you... And you're going to look the same in 10 years. That's the yes. case. Yes. I'm going to look the same <laughs> till I hit... 70 and then a spring's gonna burst and I'm gonna look like <laughs> no then you're the gonna, lady then you're gonna put on a turban and some like darker glasses and you're gonna look awesome yeah. my dream uh. is to look like Marlon Brando and Dr. Moreau <laughs> just have a white moon moon I wish just, there was a documentary uh. about that that would be so fascinating uh, uh, so wait when you slid into those DMs yes. um, were did was it like one half that's funny one half like uh, here's a little bit of well I was I was so terrified by that time of every time I ever got vulnerable and went out with someone it felt like horrendously wrong like I I was I mean I every single time would come home and go it's official I am the least attractive there's something so off-putting about me I either talk too much or I this or I that and I would just decide you're being really hard on yourself decide and believe many terrible things about myself each time validated because this person would not ask me out again or whatever but I also was just ever afraid so afraid to ever really pretend like I'm I'm hitting on them or anything and so with her I was super terrified of it because she was actually someone who was 100% 100% my type and like really I always thought she was so cute but I thought she was so much younger and so I was really really afraid to say anything and then uh, this was my come online <laughs> we reread it sometimes when we're sure, sure. revisiting is I said to her because um, we talked and then at one point I said a whole long thing about I got divorced and all that and then there was radio silence oh, for that's 24 the worst hours feeling on earth. and my friend was like why did you talk about your divorce right away? And I was like, I just was trying to share why I came out here with all these self-help books. What were you doing in those 24 hours? Um, a lot of pa-pa-pa, zip-zap-zap, oh, improv games. Yes, she was doing you were yes-ending, yeah, yeah, except yeah. in a weird way, you were no, no-ending her <laughs> no. DMs. And I was That's so funny that you're freaking out. You're in a, you're in doing... a self-esteem spiral, and yes. she's on stage just like, oh, yeah, well, yes, I'm the waitress here. I can, <laughs> I'll be right there with your turkey. <laughs> and I was so in a fun. weird Airbnb in this Joshua Treat, like tiny little Airbnb, complete silence everywhere, like you're on Mars, and a lot of green grasshoppers inside the Airbnb uh-huh. that would suddenly like jump at you. And it was the weirdest, most surreal feeling place. And so I said that, didn't hear from her at all. Then she sent me this long text and said, Oh, Paula, comma, like, I'm so sorry that, that you have gone through that and blah, blah, blah. And then I just started getting this weird feeling wash over me of like, this person's so kind and they're so... And then I started looking up her age and everything and I was like, should I just ask her out? And even if it's just like a fun, like she, you know, I know that she's a comedy person and I was... I want to find out where you found my age because I need to wipe that from you. <laughs> <laughs> it's IcelandicAncestry.com, I think. <laughs> I, I was in peril. Uh, I was in peril of... Um, uh, I just lost my thought. Sorry, this is 56. What was I just saying? You were. This is, this is our our relationship mostly. I, I feel what did better. I? You were having. A what did Nana wash? just say? <laughs> what was Nana saying? You were having a feeling wash over you, and and you had this feeling of like, oh, maybe this could. Oh yeah. You were I, thinking I was like young and perfect for you in every single way. And yes. Kind of a, like you could was, never do better than me, and what yeah, a gift so that would be. Oh, I know what it was. I was in. I I I had a feeling all of a sudden of like. Should I just 
fool around because that's the other thing that, by the way, I was, even though I'm not usually that person to go just fool around and be able to do it and do it well, but I was kind of just wanting affection and right. to just make out with someone. I mean, I had, had 90. zero physical, you know, anything in so long that I just wanted like affection and like to just feel human. After that many failed dates. Too, exactly. It's like, and it, it felt and it, to feel so asexual right. about these dates. And so I was just like, what if she's just like a cute little hot butch gay girl that likes older, big blondes. And so I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just kind of flirt with her a little bit and so i started talking to her back and forth and then i finally like, said i got so many grasshoppers on my floor right now. <laughs> I I did. we flirted about the grasshoppers i said i said yeah. i have grasshoppers in here and one of them jumped on my decolletage <laughs> i was like yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna do some young and sexy words yeah. you know sure. uh, my decolletage some kind of millennial flirtation yeah a millennial thing now. that yeah. she'll know and have to look up immediately i never knew how to in pronounce a dusty that old so book. i'm glad you said it yeah and then she said something about she did a little call back to it later of like, so far, I'm not lucking out with anything on my decolletage. We're talking back and forth. And then I finally said, well, I in my in closing, I said, uh, you know, I think you're super funny and you're you're just uh, great. And I said, if you ever want to be my friend on the playground, I'm good at kickball and I think boys are gross. That was my <laughs> comment. Ooh, that's good. I like that. And then I said, and then I didn't hear from her again for a while. And then when she Got said back, back she was like, I would love to be your friend on the playground. Yeah. Then I sat there in bed going, I've just made another comedy friend because right. I said, do you want to be my friend on the play? Like, it's you, so funny, and, too. And when you, know, you said it, too, you could have been a little more direct, but yeah, you chose couldn't. not to. It's just fucking scary. It I grew up scary. as a fat girl. I'm, I was never good at like being like, hey, do you want to, you know? I no. can't tell you, by the way, how many times I've gotten a DM from a woman that says, I think boys are gross. So I'm really relating <laughs> to this. But also, as a woman, like, I hate coming on to men. Like, <sighs> I hate coming on to, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I want to... I want to be come on to want to be yeah. pursued, but so yeah, it's, it's so hard to be. I don't feel like an aggressor, and it's like, well, and I think I did, I did want to like lay it out there because she was more a younger and she, you know younger, uh, but I couldn't a little tell. more but oh, you girl. didn't know. I couldn't tell for a long time when we because we texted back and forth for a while. Yeah, and I was like showing my friends, being like, I don't know what this is. I don't know if she's flirting or and what's a decolletage? Yeah. <laughs> And then are she, those pogs? I don't know. <laughs> and then I asked her over for dinner, and she came over for dinner, and we spent out for eight hours. We spent hours and hours and hours to got together up yeah. by the pool, drinking wine, and but then you didn't try anything, so I left that being like, I still don't know. Yeah, oh, we that both is also left, a bad and, and I called I my that feeling. I called my friend immediately after, and I said she's amazing, but she just wants to be my friend. That was what I said to her. I called Michelle Isn't that and said funny? that. I have a memory of that with Natasha where early on in our dating life, we went to this party and I was really sure everything was going good. And then I just, I was playing a tape that I'd written yep. at some point. And I go, oh, I see. She's not interested at all in me. Oh, okay. I'll just have to, I was like all grumpy the whole night. I had a terrible you know party. What's funny though, now hearing you say that, I remember that night and I was, I didn't, I think that's when I realized I really liked you. So I was kind of being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> then she came to eat. You she were angry to... that you liked I, him. Yeah, I was yeah. just kind of like trying. She came out to eat that night and I thought, oh, maybe I'm wrong here. And it's just very funny that Ugh. we're all, everybody brings their like, their, yeah. their baggage and their script the to the relationship. <laughs> I mean, because you really are back at eighth grade yeah and you become totally. eighth grade almost uh, again and it? then you get into a real relationship like you guys are in and it's like you get this level of comfort with the person you go i can't believe this is the person i was dancing that like fake dance with yeah. it's so uh, it's so funny and now how long has crazy. it been over two years That's yeah amazing. two and almost two and a half years yeah. we're engaged uh, um, we still don't have a date but who proposed and how? Um, I proposed first and then she proposed. Yeah, I proposed back. Oh, is that the traditional lesbian proposal? Well, <laughs> one just, gets down on a knee, stands up, the other person gets down on a I don't know if there's a rule, but um, I I asked her first and then uh, and gave her a ring. And then she, a couple months later, surprised me and had a bunch of little candles up in the bedroom. And I came up, she called me upstairs and I came up there and she was sitting on the bed like <laughs> 
Aww. <laughs> with a chihuahua behind with you. A, with of like course. a bunch of dogs. Well, there's no option to not there's have a chihuahua no, behind you in your house. That's right. <laughs> with candles sticking out of the chihuahua's butts. And... <laughs> no, it's a little brain. His, yeah. his exposed brain had <laughs> his, a candle yeah, coming yeah. out. Beautiful. So now you're together two years, you're getting married. That is beautiful. Uh, well, now let's get to the nitty gritty. Yeah, what let's you, get to the fucking dirt. Yeah, what do you guys? Now you've you've had plenty of time for the honeymoon phase to wear off. What do you? What do you? What's your fight about the most often? Well, you laughed because one time I got very buzzed, and Paula took advantage of that moment. <laughs> a couple, a couple, a few weeks ago. It wasn't that long ago. You came home. Yeah, and really, I was real like buzzed, buzzed, and and I was not, and I said. I want to ask you some questions because I knew that she was drunk enough to where I could get like some. It was like a truth truth serum. Yeah, (laughs) it was a real truth serum. Whoa, that's so cool! You took advantage of that. And I said, (laughs) and this is how it played out. I said, Janine, uh huh, what do you hate the most about me? And before she finished the sentence, I said, driving. It like just jumped on it so immediately. What a dangerous game you are playing, by the way. And so we've had a lot of conversations since then. She where doesn't I'm, like your driving. No. no. What's wrong with your driving? Is is it her perception or is it your driving? Uh, I think it's both. I think she decided that I'm a terrible driver. <laughs> My friend that uh, I have spent a lot of time with uh, also gives me shit about my driving and so the two of them had a little commiseration about it we've been driving um, in a small town in new york for like the past but i used to drive in new york city every single week so i drive into the city and work and come in commute and everything i was always driving so you make them i have i have survived i have (laughs) um, i am not i am not an erratic Uh driver it's actually the opposite is what bugs her is like i'm a little tentative so indecisive so she doesn't like that I. She, yeah. in my am, opinion, I goes, am a Miami aggressive. She driver. drives very right. aggressively. You're like and tossing I, baggies of cocaine yeah. on the windshield. Yeah, the and in, in L.A. in New York, I've there's just so many pedestrians and so many cars that I have always had a little bit of a hesitation of like, be careful, be careful. And um, she she does not care for it. No, but yeah, sorry, please. No, but what's frustrating about that, quite honestly, yeah, is. That if you know that it, that this is the other side of it, is that she is a very ragey driver. I have horrible road rage. Horrible. So she has horrible road rage to people, and it's a lot of questions. It's a lot of sarcastic questions, and it gives me a real, a little anxious stomach ache. Oh, you have like a running dialogue. Just a with running dialogue of like, oh, that. oh, that's great. Yeah. But like sarcastic praising of like, that's a great idea. Oh, so you're going left. That's fucking amazing. Good job. That's wonderful. And it's like, daddy's yeah. mad. Like I get that stomach ache, like right. that, that. And not the good daddy's feeling. mad. Right. Yeah. Sure. The fun daddy's and, mad. And so I am, I am like stuck because she doesn't want me to drive. So then I have to have her drive, but then, and then she's I'm, a, she's this is a biatch this is a, this is a, I love this dynamic, which is like, what is the thing that bothers you the most about me? Uh, it's your driving. Okay, well, actually, you're actually a yeah. terrible driver. <laughs> I feel like we're opposite spectrums of terrible drivers, where I feel like Paula's too tentative and slow, and then I'm like way too angry and speed demon. And You like, guys should go on a date a week on, in like an Uber. In an Uber. But like a nice one. Like I Uber think Uber I have another black. pitch. You guys should get a Tesla with the auto drive function, yes. and neither of you gets ah! to drive anymore. It just seems so uh, simple. That would really solve a lot of Oh, my God. My Moshe, problems. let's take some calls. Oh, yeah, we got to take some calls. But wait, I have one more question. Yes. What did you ever answer? Did, yeah, has what the you, question what, been reversed? They each hate each other's driving. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, I also yeah. have a little bit of OCD control issues. So if things in the house aren't very particular, I get very yeah. grumpy. We, we are very, uh, because we've both been through a lot of therapy and a lot yeah. of, of uh, you know, sort of dysfunction in relationships. Well. We are really good now at, we call it tapping out, where we'll just tap each other out if the other one is like too worked up it's like i'm tapping you out on this like and you leave 
the other person leaves? It well, takes me a little. I because uh, I am from a the situation yeah. that's, that's I like escalating. That. Because, I like that. The because, problem I immediately yeah. hear with that is you tap me out, and I say you don't fucking tap me out. I'm not ready to get tapped out right now, motherfucker. I'm here. I'm in. But that's that's the thing is you have to agree that if the person if the person does, it's like a safe word, right? <laughs> but it, you it's really also slightly condescending though, because you're like, I'm no, it totally is. It Can totally you do it on is. the top of the head? Yeah, it's honey. Oh, you, you're amp. You're too amped up. Yeah. See, I wish we would have had that when you got in the fight with the Lyft driver. At, I get into problem. I my issue. I won't go into it. I've gone into it before. Is that I get into conflict with people who disrespect me. Yes. And when that conflict <laughs> begins, yes, I am not. I am not in my rational mind. Yes. So the worst thing I think in our entire relationship is that has ever happened is Natasha trying to stop me from screaming at oh, someone yeah. and me being like that guy, like yeah. get off of me, yeah. really, you know, like I, I'm like out of. I'm working on it, and I've gotten a lot better. Yeah. But yeah, you should tap me. Maybe I should actually tell the Lyft driver when I get in, if at some point this becomes uh, a little bit too much conflict, you can tap me out. I'll, I'll tell the Lyft guy. You tap me out. Love it. Okay. Well, all right. Well, one, one thing I have learned, too, is, and this is the amazing thing about Janine, is a lot of times her tension is built from like a sense of over responsibility and mm-hmm. my ex was actually like that too and so when I recognize that is that they're believing that everything is on their shoulders and so that's why they're mad and then they're going to believe that and keep acting as if that so it's like I have all this to do and it's like no you actually don't have all that to do so that's when I tap her out yeah. where I'm like you don't you're it's no one told you you have to do all this i will yeah. do that all that and you can do all this and therefore not be totally fucking overwhelmed what about you when do you need to be tapped out um you I, usually tell me if you need me to do something yeah i i mean i think i have other you know i i'm getting yeah a lot of your attention comes from work stuff which is stuff that a lot of times i can't take over yeah and i i also <clears throat> struggle with depression but I'm, I'm doing a lot better and actually i'm off any antidepressants so it's really amazing but i think i think that was probably some of the things you've had to deal with is just like my sadness mm. and i think that's going pretty well yeah. right it doesn't i it doesn't bother me at all. Like, I know that. Well, I'm glad it doesn't spaces. bother you. I'm <laughs> glad <laughs> my sadness, my depression doesn't get on your nerves. Well, I, I love, say. I love that I'm like, my problem's probably just that I get sad. <laughs> <laughs> Such a fucking bullshit. Like, but it's true. We have yeah. to. But know, I mean, it yeah. takes a lot of maintenance right. it, from the other person. So sometimes I know that's exhausting. It's not. I don't like it, doesn't. I know bother me to like well, take things on because here's the thing that to. I realized because like I can do annoying things because and I know Moshe can do annoying things I don't know and when you decide to marry someone you're like okay this person like ultimately doesn't annoy me that much yes so right. it's like I can kind of deal with like they, they annoy you the least of anyone exactly. that you can be around like, that is I don't like how he sneezes no oh I, my god I, on the way uh, here I sneezed on the way here and she went Paula she held her hands loud. to her ears like a, a lady in church. It's like a sonic I give myself boom to it. I give myself to the sneeze. I do too. It's but a pleasure. It's like horrifying. But it anyway, hurts your eardrums. Is, you can feel it. If that's the most annoying. Uh, maybe thing you guys does. should date. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like you know, uh, to their core, they don't annoy us. So it's like yeah. you can kind of have some. Yes, freedom that is. T- Amen to that. I and say- ultimately, love is unconditional. And yes. if it's not unconditional, it's fucked up, and it ends up being. Something that does not work. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I I, have to say that you guys do seem like a very healthy couple. And I don't, happy. I mean, we only, we've only been talking for 45 minutes. I'm sure we could scratch deeper. But it seems like you guys have good communication. And you guys will probably be very helpful to our callers. Oh, I'd love I it. Would you like to take so. a call? Yes, Let's take a call. Please. Let's do it. Hey, we're now we're going to talk to Reagan, like the president from Washington D.C. <laughs> like the president. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Reagan. Hey. Hi. It's Moshe Kasher and Natasha Legero, and we have our friends Paula Pell and Janine Brito here with <laughs> Hi, us Reagan. as well. Hi, Reagan. Hi, Reagan. You have four people here trying to help Hi. you with your problem. We're in your house right now. Yeah, you turn have to around, find Reagan. Us. Well, it's really awkward because I'm at my grandma's house. No. So. <laughs> We're coming. Okay, what's up? 
we've never done a call from a grandma's house before. This is exciting. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. I'm such a big fan of you guys. Well, thank you. What's going on? Why did you call? To, why did you get in touch? All right. So I've been dating my boyfriend for three years now, and we just moved in together. And um, so I've always wanted to be in a threesome, but I never got the chance to when I was single. And now that I'm in a relationship, I feel like it's logistically a little harder to do. So I have two questions for you guys. Um, my well, first wait, can one I just is, ask you, hold on. Why is it logistically harder sure. to do? You just took care of two thirds yeah. of the elements that you need. to. I mean, there's an extra. Now you only have to find one person. <laughs> Well, I just, I feel like it's, it kind of comes up more naturally when you're single, just like when you're out and drunk and... What kind of wildlife are you living out there? She's probably like, how old are you? She's probably like 23. I'm just saying, like, when you're, when you have your significant other, like, you're not actively out there looking for another single person or not like, I don't know if, like, he's super down with it or not. Like, I haven't really had... So, so what are your two questions? What, What are your two questions? So my two questions are, I don't know if it should be someone that we know, like the third person, or Mm. if it should be someone random that we just like meet at a bar. And I also don't know. And you haven't even mentioned it to him yet. I brought it up to him, just something to kind of like spice up our sex life, I guess. And I think he's always thought that I was joking because he's always like, yeah. And I'm like, no, seriously. That's what I used to say when Moshe, when Moshe would bring it up. I, I, I would bring it up c- constantly and got a clear <laughs> message that that, you know, because the dynamic you were going is, for a fourth. That's too. right. <laughs> the dynamic is usually qu- quite a bit different. It's, it's, I feel like it's much more often in a male-female relational dynamic that there's a guy bringing it oh, up really? and the, a girl saying, I'm not necessarily down. I don't know. Maybe that's... Reagan, you, do you mind me asking, were you, are you talking about bringing a girl in or a, a male? So I'm, I'm honestly down for either, but I feel like from my boyfriend's perspective, he's probably would be more into the idea of a, another girl. Yeah. Yeah. So your I first, like that you're down for either though. Yeah. So your first question, right? <laughs> your first question is whether it should be someone that you know, or whether it should be a rando. I will tell you from, right, from right. my own personal experience with this, that when it comes to okay. group sex, it is one of the most awkward situations in the world. And when it comes and there's a there's a physiological reality of that men have that women don't have, which is that it, when things get awkward, a man can tell very quickly if it's too awkward for him to participate. What I'm saying is my experience with threesomes, I had three of them and two of them were unsuccessful physiologically for mm. me. Does that make sense? He's talking about his yeah, kickstand yeah. right That's right. <laughs> but I mean, I've never had one, but I would definitely think I would not want to dip into my friendship pool. Yeah, that's yeah, really, that's really risky. Unless your friends are just so free and easy that are, just are the types that... Yeah, just but a it's, real It's going to come band, back, yeah. I think. Yeah. You know? But yeah. I, I'll, Moshe's I'll, always pitching friends. No, but. I'm not always pitching <laughs> no. friends. I'm, 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 <laughs> I, no. Janine, the door is locked. I pitch, I pitch podcast guests, not friends. No, I what, would rather get a prostitute. No, I hear that. Here, here's what I'm like, saying. Go into like your old friend from Burning Man, who we have to see once a year. My, <laughs> <laughs> but my actual experience with 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 it is that because they're so awkward. The only good threesome I ever had was with a woman I was dating and an ex-girlfriend because I felt comfortable with the both of them. Well, so, that makes sense. Yeah. So even if you go with a stranger. Pro- probably make sure that there's somebody that doesn't make you uncomfortable because th- th- threesomes are inherently uncomfortable. Well, with yeah. a stranger, it's more comfortable that it's not a friend. But if it's a stranger, it could also be a stranger that's a narcissist and wants it to all be about them. And then you're clocking the way your boyfriend is with them. Totally. And, and then it's weird that it's like, why are you giving them more attention? I mean, ultimately, three people can't have completely at the same time the same amount of sex that's right? totally true also what do you do when you have dogs like i always <laughs> right. imagine like our with three, a threesome our three dogs that sleep with us and then we have like a prostitute come over maybe and then you get a like, hotel hey, room can you be quiet the baby's sleeping maybe you know, the dogs no. start barking you, want, you guys want to hear something funny reagan um, you'll like this when, when i was 
listen, monogamy was not unnatural for me. Yeah. And so Natasha was worth it for me, but it was a process oh. of me figuring it out of how it would work. And so early on in our relationship, I would be pitching these different things and I would say, oh, well, maybe like a threesome would be a thing. But and also, ta- let's also say Moshe was incredibly immature. I w- sure. <laughs> when it came to relationships, I was like a... Like he had a, never been in a relationship. Right. So he didn't really know how to like do so, anything. So right. Natasha was trying to push me off on the idea. I guess she didn't want to just say no. And she would say, I would. I just think maybe we should wait until we have a family before we have a threesome. <laughs> and I would go, <laughs> I would go, why would that be? That feels... I'm well, never, I was it's think, called free babysitting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, now, now maybe I would think consider it. I no, guess. you wouldn't. Okay, I, so. I do have one piece of information that might be tangibly helpful. I've never had a threesome, but um, okay. before I met Paula, I had decided I was going to have uh, a year of celibacy and then a year of just like wild and out. And there's an app called Field F E E L D. That's like a no strings okay. attached sex positive app. And it's, um, you know, straight people, queer people uh, and couples too, looking for a third. And so that's potentially it's like super private. The understanding on that app is like when you go on it, you don't like everyone kind of respects the safe space of that app. And um, it's sort of like a good place for potentially you and your boyfriend as a couple to field people that you could see would be a good match and would be respectful of you and willing to talk things out so that it's not potentially awkward or a disaster beforehand and uh, and on what janine's saying you guys could go on the app together without any commitment to Mm -hmm. doing anything you could say okay we're not ready to say it's going to happen but we could look and that could be exciting and we could talk about it and fantasize about it and then decide if we're going to take it to the next level here's what i i wonder um What's her name again? Reagan. Yes, Reagan. Like the president. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, like the president who had threesomes yes, like constantly. <laughs> so yeah. when you have a threesome, then do you call the same girl back in like two weeks? Or does it, how do you prevent it from becoming a relation? It just seems like such a heavy energy to bring into your world. But maybe you're under 40. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like a lot of work. Well, and that's why that's is that is that why you're asking Reagan that maybe if you brought a, yeah, a, a, that's what I meant by it's like logistically kind of harder because I in my head I just kind of imagined it to be like a one night stand, right? Like don't really again kind that's of thing like i don't know a prost a, a sex worker or this field app seems or, the, like a, or a, a, an app where you've done you've met the person under the premise that right. that is what's going to happen mm-hmm. and and also just right. talking that through before yeah. any of it happens because if you get are, are you generally a jealous person with your boyfriend with other people um I guess I can be a little bit, which yeah. is, like, why I was thinking, like, I would have to go in with some kind of, like, ground rules of what I'm comfortable with yeah. and what he's Having ground with. rules ahead of time, I think, would be really, really smart. And I can't overstate how awkward things can be in these situations. I, I have another story. I once, I was dating a girl, <laughs> and we, we, we met a couple and on Craigslist, just to date myself. We met a couple. We went to their house. On MySpace. On MySpace, <laughs> on GeoCities, on AOL Instant Messenger, uh, on the original Pentagon internet. And she and the guy started just getting down immediately. He was like the most confident man in the oh world, just gosh. like having the time of his life. I was like not – I just was – the kickstand was not – and I was just sitting there. That was one of the most awkward sexual experiences I ever had. It's just a stranger – just going to Did you ta- like smoke a cigarette? I was just like, oh god, like just going to town on this girl I'm dating, and Were I'm you just guys like, at least drunk. Oh no, no, I was sober for all of this. Uh. Reagan, so okay, what was question number two? Uh, it was kind of just like, what are some good ground rules to kind of go over? Because I mean, I don't know any other couples that I've done it, so I don't even really know what to expect or well, like here's things the that thing. I can bring up to my boyfriend before we do it. You clearly have like a healthy sexual appetite, and I think that's really good. And hopefully, he shares it with you, and you guys have like a shared sexual worldview. And that you know, I think you have to kind of the first step is breaching it, like the conversation, right? Like talking to him right. about it. I think we have yeah, set out a really good map thinks. for you, actually, which is have a, a real conversation with your partner about what you want. By the way, you saying it's going to be like awkward to bring up. I, I can almost guarantee that your <laughs> boyfriend is going to be doing backflips the minute he realizes you're serious this whole time. 
<laughs> then you guys go onto this field app or or a sex worker's websites together. Talk about whether that's this person is somebody. Assure him he does not have to have sex with that other woman. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If he feels any pressure. And you can talk about it and get out in the open your fears, his fears, your your. Hey, desires. maybe he wants a dude to come in. Maybe he does. And you, there's no way to know unless you ask. And then yeah. my, our, my final bit of advice is... Uh, Suggest maybe he could take a Viagra. <laughs> and, I, and I also think a big thing going in, even before you do ground rules, go in with the expectation and the understanding that either of you can put the brakes on hard at any time Love and that. stop yes. everything from happening. Yes. And that that's okay for either of you to do that. The other person won't be and pissed and the other party won't be awkward about it. And you might oh. inspire him to be very sexually open with those kind of rules because yeah. then he can kind Sometimes, of... Yeah, exactly. And if he does respond to the two guys over the two girls, I'm actually going to be at the DC Improv January the 31st <laughs> that weekend. So just uh, come on by okay. and uh, good thanks, luck out there. Thanks, Reagan. We'll talk thanks, to you later. Thanks, Reagan. Good let luck. Us, let us good know luck. how it goes. All right. Thank you. Moshe always makes fun of me how I say goodbye to people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks. Bye. because well, like I'm keeping track of time. Sure. Thanks, bye. <laughs> Uh, do I we think, have? I think we helped her. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I hope so. We presented some, um, some you know, options. different outcomes for her bad idea, and I think it's going to go really well. <laughs> I don't think it's a terrible idea. I do actually think that if, especially when it's the, that it's her idea, that if she brings that to the table and every the, the understanding is that this is a casual, fun fantasy yes. fulfillment, it doesn't have to be indecent proposal. The person's haunting your relationship right. from that point on. It can be. I, my, they also just moved in together, right? That's so right. it's pretty early, probably. So it's not like a thing where 20 years into your marriage, you go, I want to bring in a third, which would make the other person <laughs> right, right. spin That's out a mind that, fuck. That you don't yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That says more, I'm not happy with what's been happening yes, in the last yes. 10. Uh, should we do one more call or should we take some secrets? We should take some secrets. Because okay. that was a good call. Sure. Yeah. And the secrets are, how do the secrets just, work? We're just going to We'll listen. show you right now. Okay. Hell yeah. Check this out. Hi. Um, okay, so here's my secret. I recently found out that a distant relative of mine has a tail. Um, my mom just volunteered this information after 22 years of not saying anything. So I thought it was really funny. And I was like, oh, I can make jokes about this. This will be a great party trick. Then I got to thinking about, like, the reality that a relative of mine was born with a tail. (laughs) And my mom said that it's a tail just like you would imagine an animal tail. Um, So do you think this is something that you, like, can really joke about during the dating process? Or... I think this is something, and I don't believe in marriage, but now I'm like, wow, you definitely need to, like, be legally binded to someone that, like, after you're married, you can be like, by the way, our kids don't have tails. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. So many turns. <laughs> so- I had so many turns <laughs> in that call. And she wants to bring it right into her dating profile. What, what? I, what I love is the, and I was, I guess what I'm wondering, it was not I what I, th- I thought she was going to say, I'm fearful that if I have kids, I'll have a tail. They'll have a tail. But it was about whether I should bring it binding? up. Well, yeah. When do I drop the T-bomb when I go out with somebody? First of Wait, all. What, is that a real thing that can happen? I I've think. I've never heard of that. Well, I loved the fact, by the way, I love the fact that her voice was like kind of demure and sexy <laughs> yes. too. I thought it was going to be a whole difference. She's like, so here's thing about me my uncle is a part dog my uncle is a camel i think her mom's lying to her i don't think this person has a tail now do you think they were looking on the wrong on the front oh they don't know what a penis is (laughs) she said it was a tail like an animal tail that's pretty long if you have a prehensile tail or whatever the fuck it's called I think it's just like a little nub, right? Laura, can you Google it? Is that a real thing? Can p- humans have tails? I think you can have like a little bit of a tail, a weird tailbone so. thing. Yeah, and uh, why don't you believe in marriage? Probably because she's afraid to, her children are going to be feral. But that is so funny that you think like on a date you should mention that. That is... <laughs> because you want some laughs. Here's what I would do. I would not mention the tail and... 
it, Laura, our, our uh, producer says that people are born with tails. Are uh, they like an animals? It's called a vestigial tail. Called a vestigial, vestigial tail. Yeah, I was yeah. calling it prehensile. Um, Oof. I think she should mine her life for some things to talk about on the date before yeah. she brings <laughs> up the not, tail. It's not her tail. It's like, not her it's tail. tail. Do some journaling. Yeah. Try to come up with some It's quips. not her tail to talk about. Yeah, it's not yes. her tail to tell. That's yeah, that's true. right. It's not, not her tail to tell. <laughs> and you know what? Your uncle or whoever that is has a hard enough time now with everyone whispering behind his back that he has a tail. Your mom shouldn't tell anybody else. It could also be like the game telephone that, that actually her aunt just, her mom said, your uncle has a tail. And then... It's just a thing where he's like, one night yeah. I killed somebody. Yeah. Like it's it's just a tail. <laughs> uh, I uh, right now it's such a specific type of person that if he's listening right now, Uncle Tail is like, you <laughs> bitch. Yeah. How could you tell her, Sally? Why did you tell your daughter? Yeah. Okay, well, let's take another secret. Hey, dudes, I have a secret. So when I was fifteen, I was a very sexually frustrated, very deep in the closet gay boy. And uh, porn was fine and all, but it didn't work as an outlet to explore my sexuality in a way that let me interact with another person and speak aloud my queer-ass desires. So I I turned to a kind of skeezy gay adult chat roulette and masturbated with strangers on my webcam. Uh, anyway, I ended up connecting with one man in particular and I uh, gave him my alias contact info so that we could do our thing a couple more times together and this dude was like late 40s and I thought I showed my face just infrequently enough to pass as well not 15 uh, but after a couple of times jerking for each other on the camera he asked if I recognized him at all and turns the fuck out he was actually a choir director at another school in my district and he had seen me at district and state competitions and was very good friends with my own choir director. And then he started rolling off in a monologue about how he remembers seeing me performing. And it got just way too real when I grasped the fact that this man had been thirsting for my sophomore in high school bod long before I was catfish cam jacking with people. <laughs> uh, so... That was nine years ago, and that man is now in his 50s and working at the same high school, and I never said anything. And now I'm afraid for all the other baby queers who have come after me. Whoa. Whoa that's heavy. Oh, that is some heavy shit. L-O-L. That, that also had a lot of turns, but oh more emotional. That was crazy. That was like a movie, because he started, he started, he started the weird teen horny aggressor yeah and then realized he had aggressed himself into a predator's oh, den yes. yeah oh. that is so crazy That's so crazy yeah. i mean i will say if if he's feeling any guilt about it i don't think he should because i think there are so many crazy child like uh, uh, this is gonna uh, child pornography laws are good but i think the way they're written sometimes it, he could be in danger of going to prison for exposing himself over the internet i think i think there are some states where even if you are the underage person. They had that on. Char- um, yeah, they had that on SVU, I'm sure. No, they had that. it on um, Euphoria. Yeah. That, that it was the person that was was threatening the young, the high school kid that they can get in trouble in trouble for their own photos, sending naked pictures of themselves. Yeah. So it, from a legal for their own safety, I think they should let go of that guilt. But then also if. I think you can find ways to warn people. I, I'm sure also that choir director has a reputation following him around Ugh, already. So choir grim. director. What oh. a thing. What a story. I Good wonder what the Lord. right... He will like, <laughs> I mean, like, I grew up Catholic hymns. and my, uh, my f- one of our main priests ended up being uh, outed years later for molesting a lot of the boys that he would take on trips, in quotes, and uh, he died before anything. He died before he was even accused. So that's how it always happens is they yeah. end up dying and then all this shit comes out. You know, I don't know I if I... I grew up Catholic too and I feel like all, the nuns were all mean to me too. Like, I feel <laughs> well, like that's a very, nuns, very different no, story like that you just told. They molested your like, spirit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, it's like <laughs> the, the priests in our neighborhood molested all weird, the boys. And then the nuns were mean. Yeah. It was yeah. like a bad combo. Yeah. It's quite a religion. <laughs> there were a lot of angry people. Yeah. Man, I don't know if I agree with you, Janine. I think oh, maybe he should 
not feel guilty. Guilt is useless no. and never helps yeah. in any situation yeah. ever. I think he could anonymously come forward. Or even con- now school. he's a man. He could contact the guy directly and say what you did was wrong. Are you? See, now that is I, that's no, dangerous. That that, that. Yeah, that's I think dangerous. Going back to your predator, I think he shouldn't. Oof, he what a what a thing. Oh yeah, I might away. be just saying a yeah. thing that I haven't thought through no. enough. I just. That is it. Sounds like something oh. a predator would say. <laughs> I just think you should contact the guy and not be so fucking uptight. But just because he's masturbating with, sorry. This, with this guy, does that mean that he's like molesting children? No, I guess but it, it probably it, it ain't a good. Line, yeah, just that he's oh. out there. Yeah. Well, since like, we don't should, have should a choir director not be on a chat room at all. That's a different question. Right. I think no. I think I with think the you internet can... now, it's so terrifying because. You think of teachers that are like horny, Kayla Turner, <laughs> whatever her name was, right? You know, ma- male and female that have the penchant for for a young person, and then they can just sit and like go into deep dives on their social media, and it's really a fucking creepy it's world. It's just crazy that guy. It's so funny how the obvious answer for that guy was to when he recognized the guy to say, run. Oh. Stop. Right. I'm out of here. And yeah. that's. And then, but clearly thing. he had. He was. He right, probably figured it out. He tried to out. keep it going. Yep. Yeah. That. It, so you're right. That. And he also clearly the guy, the choir director clearly found him. Right. Because he said, I've been chat watching roulette. you perform. No, it's chat roulette. Wait, Moshe, I think he should write a letter to the school. I think yes. so. Too. I think yes. an anonymous letter. Yes. To anonymous the letter to the school. And so they can then get it. They can get, you know they'll that get the letter. That isn't, that's too quinky dinky that he, but it's chat roulette, which is ultimately fully quinky dinky. I right. Oh, but how does he write the letter? To be so fair, that was the greatest day in that young predator's life. That guy was like, wow, one of the people I've been, grooming yeah well i think but, but here's my question the guy who this happened to he doesn't want to incriminate himself and be like i met him on blank Wh- why because it's an anonymous email but he'll then then what if the letter gets published and then the predator will know that he's the one who outed him what a thing what i don't know thing. i mean he i could write like it from the i wouldn't want that of like my friend had this i would anonymously contact the counselors at that school or something and say hey what should i do yeah, but you're true. saying if they come to the choir director and say somebody said something about chat roulette yes they'll know it listen oh, we're all right. comedy writers here maybe we could workshop the letter that they should write <laughs> and we could send it in also i guarantee you that guy that left that message is the secret guy that left the secret is not the only one that, that guy yeah. i mean that's like yeah. one of of hundreds that that that's choir you'll, director you'll feel less guilt if right. you do your Due diligence. Yeah. Right. At least send. That's know. right. I think we've come to the solution. Yes. If you take secret lever, if you take one step as anonymous as you can possibly make yes. it, you will have at least done your due diligence yes. to put yes. out into the world that there's a pre- that there's a. It predator will make your soul them. feel better, and it won't gnaw at you because that's that can physically affect you to yeah. have something like, like that. Choir directors are like school leaders, and they're yeah. people yeah. who and they take trips with the students. They take yeah. trips a lot of a lot of trips, and they're people who you know the kids are supposed to look up to and talk to about spiritual things. So I think it's important. And yeah. if there are any parents listening, he did not leave any uh, location information. So every parent in America, just pull your <laughs> children terrified. out of choir. No yeah. more yeah. choir yeah. for kids. No choir. But I think anonymous letter to a counselor is a great idea. I like the that too. Has to have some level of confidentiality. Of, of, yeah, and can invest privacy. Okay, Mosh, we gotta go. We got to go let's do another secret we got to go we do okay it's 8 30 well let's do one more and then we'll call it a night hi uh, natasha and moshe um so i have a secret one time when i was hooking up with this guy um we had finished having sex and i looked at him and i noticed that he was chewing gum and had been <laughs> chewing gum throughout our entire sexual encounter. And uh, when I asked him about it, he didn't seem to see that why I would have any reason to be concerned about this. And uh, yes, he did uh, eat me out while he was chewing. So he he just pushed it into the back of his mouth. Uh, at that time. And so, yeah, I did get a yeast infection because of that. Uh, thanks. Love the podcast. Wait. Oh, it was like bubblicious. It wasn't sugar-free gum. I did did get a mint infection. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? She got a yeast infection from gum? 
Did she just oh, make that up? No, I think maybe from sh- yeah. the sugar and yeah. gum or something. But here's what happened: that guy's gum flavor was running out, and he wanted to load <laughs> yeah. up with yep. some more flavor. Pussy so, he loved, yeah. and that guy loves eating pussy. He loves it. He's it. like, this is my favorite flavor right here. You should be flattered, actually. <laughs> I just want to say that thank God that secret came along. It was a palate cleanser based on a palate cleanser. Yeah. So we needed that. We needed some levity. I just hope that girl oh shaves because <laughs> oh. that, would take, I get that would take like two days to get out. You'd have to cut that. it out. Yeah. Not only did I get a yeast infection, but I could not pee without things going everywhere oh for a week. God. That is great. I love that's So I don't know. Uh, it just feels so male to me, too, for, I, to look yes. up and the guy be like, what? Just like an Italian it's, stallion. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even see the problem here. And then she tells us it was like a, prof- a very famous pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> a very famous professional pitcher. He's like, what? I like gum. I like fucking. Uh, that's who I am. It oh, also boy. makes me wonder if guys that chew tobacco constantly <laughs> do stuff with women with tobacco in their mouth. There own. you go. That's the bright side. Uh, we- we found the bright side. Thank God this guy was just chewing gum, freshening his yeah. breath, not not uh, unloading in a spittoon oh, at the side of the bed. I have something bed. to tell her. Yeah? He's a pig. You should dump him. Yes. <laughs> For real. Well, That's you guys shouldn't disgusting. dump each other because uh, I honestly, not only do you have one of the cutest meat cutes I've ever heard, but also I really honestly admire the way that you guys communicate with each other. And I'm happy for you on a friend level, Janine, that you found Thank somebody you. so right for you. She's it works. Yeah. Thank you. you and I'm happy for you. You two on are cute friend. as shit, too. All right. Yeah. Yes. All right. High five. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. Thanks what for a uh, what a beautiful love you have and what a uh, fun time this was. Thank you. This was so fun. Yeah, thank it was you. fun for us, too. Good night. Good night. <laughs>